Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. Is there anybody in the WNBA or the NBA that you love watching that uh, you've almost tried to maybe pattern some of your game or taken a few moves away from any of those type players? I know she's only a little bit older than me, but I really enjoy watching Kennedy Carter. Um, she's at Texas A&M. I watched her a lot. And as far as the NBA, Russell Westbrook has always been my number one point guard. But uh, John Moran has my attention right now. But Russell Westbrook, like, no one will ever top him in my opinion. That's interesting. Russell, who's not as good a three-point shooter as you, but you must love his end-to-end, just the fact that he never backs down. Never. Yeah, he brings a great attitude. I mean, his attitude, some people don't like his attitude. I do. But uh, (laughs) you you saw him recently, didn't you? He had, like, I think he had 21 rebounds, 14 assists, and about 18 points or something like that. (laughs) Do you, uh, you Do you hit the boards like that as a guard? This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Gary, you feel like feel like um, Jamie Asbury and I kind of hit it off. I mean, I I, oh yeah, she's she's a funny, she's kind of laid back. I like that. The daughter of a deputy, the daughter of a uh, a deputy out of Tulsa, the sheriff's deputy. So there's no messing around there. You know, it's it's uh it's all it's all hey, by the book, by the book. Her her I think she said her sisters were also in law enforcement and she eventually wants to be in law enforcement. And I know you're some kind of LSU fan, Garrett, but I, I I like the fact and again, I'm still remain in great standing with Kim Mulkey and uh, so I got to watch it, but uh I I would say when she said well, LSU came after me. I I think that um, it was a good moment. I, uh, Nikki Collin, basically, um, I mean, the way we'll tell it is Nikki Collin won won her first battle with Kim. Now, I, Kim may <laughs> don't tell somebody's going to text Kim. Oh, what Mosley it's probably said. already gone out. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mosley said you be. Oh, my, I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. She got Moon. Then she got Gusters. Hannah Gusters who's going to be a really good player for us. I mean, they were all showing up. They, they'd get in the portal, and they would end up in Baton Rouge. And it really bothers me. What about um, what about Oliver? Where'd she go? Uh, Garrett, did she end up in Baton Rouge as well? I think she left she, us. I have did to look portal, that one up. I, gotta, I can't remember that the one. Port, did the portal send her right out in Baton Rouge? I'm just kidding, Kim. But, hey, that was good. that was a good pickup. I like Jamie Asbury, big-time player out of Tulsa. Said she'd had 20 years in Oklahoma, was ready for a change. Wanted to see a different part of the country. Garrett, I Stillwater and Waco, two different places. Both have some neat, you know, very unique type places. I think both are actually good college towns, and obviously Waco has come a long way over the years and has a lot more to uh, offer uh, than, it, than it once did, like when I was in school at Baylor. Still, we had fun. I think they had a JT McCords back then. That was great. That's all we really needed in life. If you really wanted to take a take a date out and do something the right way, you know, really wine and dine. Although, of course, Baylor, we we held off on the wine part of that. Olive uh-huh. Garden, Olive Garden, Garrett. That's what you did back in the day. That was, the, that was on, the, the the classy spot to go. Ooh man, Olive Garden. There was a steak and L as well. And then if you really, uh, once I met the woman who had become my wife, 
um, she took me, I think it was a function, it was her tryout function. We went out to, uh, but, it may, may, but maybe I took her for like Valentine's Day. Anyway, I'm trying to remember who took who. But it was the Northwood Inn. Did you ever hear of that when you were growing up? I've not Garrett? heard of the Northwood Inn. That's a new one to me. So that's out MCC direction. Okay, it's kind of out out there. Okay, and it was it was highfalutin. I mean, it was a beautiful steakhouse right there in Waco, Texas, called the Northwood Inn. Texas, whatever happened to the Northwood Inn? What's it doing now? What happened to that building? Used to love going out there. Great food. I would have the, I would have the the beef torador or something like that. The beef torador. Like T O R R E A D O R. It's nice. Good tender cut out there. Probably you're a little too young to remember the Northwood Inn, Garrett, but uh, our people on the text line will remember that. 254 662 1660. Did you ever have a meal out at the Northwood Inn? Okay, good. We do have uh, Shahan Jayaraja, a uh, good friend of mine for many years, a good Baylor Bear. And, uh, Shahan, I don't know if you heard any of that. I was trying to relive some old memories in Waco, and there used to be an unbelievable steakhouse out MCC direction called the Northwood Inn. I'm sure somebody's going to correct me. Maybe I have that wrong. Shahan, do you remember the Northwood Inn? Does that, does that ring any bells with you? I don't, I, I don't think that I, I'm familiar with it, no. Okay, okay. I, I guess it was gone. So, if you were going to have like a really nice date when you were going to Baylor, now I, you know Olive Garden. I, I was saying earlier, Olive Garden was a big spot for us. What did uh, where where was your go to? Chili's. <laughs> I I think for us it was Barris. It was Barris all the way. I, I will also uh, mention with that that my wife, who also is a Baylor Bear. She was vegetarian, so that's also a factor is that, you know, we couldn't just go to, you know, 135 Prime. We did try that once. It didn't go well. Uh, you know, we couldn't just do the steakhouses. So, so Barris was always a, a nice sort of classic pasta place to make sure that she had something to eat. Yeah, it, it, she, you probably didn't take her to that Cajun place. What's It's still there. Uh, uh, alli- they had alligator and stuff. What's that called? Over is there that Buzzard Billy's the... that you're thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would go there every Sunday evening when I wasn't going to Luby's. I would go to Buzzard Billy's and get that beer cheese soup. And that's about as close to I, as I came to drinking in my undergrad days. Beer cheese soup. It was unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. I'll yeah. tell you what, the, uh, the, even just from me, you know, I was there from 12 to 16. I mean, the dining options in Waco right now in 2021 are just on another planet than when I first got there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they tell me Memorial, where I used to eat lunch, Memorial Dorm, has some incredible options now. They had they had kind of they had a good little sandwich area when I was there. Okay, Shahan, we need to get we need to get serious here. You guys have uh, we got a big announcement to make for people that haven't seen this yet because not everybody's wired into social media like we are. Shahan, go ahead. Uh, I should have had like a drum roll prepared or something, but uh, go ahead and reveal the cover of this summer's, it's a rite of passage in this state, Dave Campbell's Texas football. Who is on the cover? And I'm talking about your college cover, of course. 
Well, it is the Texas A&M Aggies, and specifically the Texas A&M defense. We ended up putting four Texas A&M defensive players on the cover. DeMarvin Leal, Michael Clemens, Miles Jones, and Damani Richardson. And look, it's been, I believe, since 2007 that there's been a single defensive player on the cover. The last solo defensive cover was all the way back in 1998 with that win. So we felt like this was the moment. We felt like Texas A&M was the team, obviously going 9-1 last year with the trip to the Orange Bowl. You know, I I think that just so many things lined up for us, and, and we're really excited and fired up about what we came up with. All right, that's interesting. You kind of had an idea of what you wanted to do and and trace it back to the wrecking crew. Now, it, it, for years, people have been saying, oh, the Aggies, all oh, the old wrecking crew. This is reminds me, I even when the Cowboys picked that uh, Micah Parsons, I said he reminds me of an old wrecking crew type. So of these four guys that you had, Clemens, Liao, uh, Richardson, and Jones, like, you did your research, and you talked to R.C. You have to talk to R.C. if you're going to talk to Wrecking Crew. Like, who of that group truly fits the wrecking, the idea of the wrecking, wrecking Crew the best? That's a great question. So, the funny thing is, I, I think that you look at all these four guys, I think that they represent different parts of the Wrecking Crew, right? I, I think that in the modern-day game, I mean, people who don't remember the Wrecking Crew, which, I mean, I, I'll admit, right, I, I was – pretty young when it was kind of at its heyday you know it was a defense built out of that three four they really really came at you with those speedy outside linebackers and wanted to get you behind the line of scrimmage I I don't think that that kind of defense is necessarily in vogue anymore but I think that in a lot of ways what Texas A&M does now out of the four-man front I think is actually kind of akin you know mindset wise mentality wise to what those teams were doing And, and that's a big part of obviously what our story is about And so, you know, when you talk about in terms of, like, the actual, like, physicality, getting after, I I think that DeMarvin Leal, potential All-American at defensive end, I think that he's what it's all about, right? Like, he's a guy who's able to come in, dominate on the defensive line, cause a lot of havoc, cause a lot of issues. I mean, this is a guy who I think in 2021 is going to potentially develop into a first-round NFL draft pick. But Mm. the one guy who I'll also mention is that, uh, you know, this isn't a guy that I knew very much about heading in. I think that mentality-wise, I think in terms of leadership-wise, I think personality-wise, uh, and people will see this on the cover, Michael Clemens, I think, to me, is the breakout star of this cover story because he is jacked. He is angry. He is, man, he is so cool. I, I think that people have to go and check out the cover if they haven't seen it as yet. He's the guy who's yelling with his, his muscles just absolutely rippling. Uh, you know, and he was just such a – I mean, you just saw how much the other guys loved him as well. So – I think that those two guys, you know, on that defensive line really exemplify what the wrecking crew is all about. Yeah, not a lot of sports writers that you encounter have muscles rippling, I would say, but uh, <laughs> apparently Michael Clemen shows up talking to uh, Shahan Jayaraja, who does a great job with uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. For those of us that uh, grew up on that, I, it would usually come out, uh, Shahan, I'm sure everybody has a story for you. Right. You're like, oh, this is when I first got my copy of Texas football. It, I, we would take a family vacation with some other families to Salado, Texas, and we'd go to the Stagecoach Inn. And that would be about the time early July is when I remember getting my hands on it. And it seems a little bit earlier now that it comes out. But what I remember is once you had that in your hands in July and then for any high school kid that gets mentioned in Texas football, I mean, that is. That, that's otherworldly. You never forget that as a kid. You, you grow up and you're 50, 60, 70 years old, 
um, and and you still remember all of that. Is that do you constantly have people, Shahan, bring up their personal stories of why this magazine means so much to them? Oh my gosh, you have no idea. I mean, you you obviously talk to people on the high school side, and for for. I mean, I won't even say for most kids, for any kid who plays high school football, this is almost always the first time they've ever been mentioned in a magazine, right? That they got a magazine that they saw their name printed, that they saw maybe their picture. And and one of the coolest things for me is going back to some of our older issues. And like, I mean, uh, the other day, you know, for for people who might not know, there's a movie coming out about a, about a high school football team that Luke Wilson is in, right? And mm-hmm. Luke Wilson was in our magazine. Jamie Foxx was in our magazine. Willie Nelson, I believe, had his picture in our magazine, right? Like, this is this is so many in so many ways. Like, the story of Texas, right, is told through this magazine, and uh, it's such a cool opportunity for us, both on the high school and the college side, to feature some of these kids who, you know, obviously are doing great things at their schools. And and I think that yeah, it's it's kind of a, a badge of honor, right, to be mentioned in Dave Campbell's mm-hmm. Texas football and. And it's cool to be able to go back over the years and, and obviously see people who you know potentially in the magazine, but also just see all these great people who have come through the state of Texas also mentioned as well. I mean, should we do a documentary like the two of us? I mean, think about that. Going back with all the greats that have appeared in that, uh, Mr. Campbell, uh, we got to, you know, he's obviously uh, reached a, a very uh, elderly state. I, I'm almost... Uh, I'm almost thinking, uh, Shahan, we we should put a little something together. What do you think? <laughs> I think that uh, I think it's such a unique story, and I mean, it's a story that, in so many ways, uh, like Dave Campbell kind of recognizes it. It's the kind of story that can only happen here in the great state of Texas. Yeah. And look, I mean, it, it's still unbelievable. I mean, obviously, the past year or two, you know, uh, Mr. Campbell hasn't been coming around quite as much. But I mean, you talk about back maybe 2019, what when Baylor goes on that big run. I mean. Dave Campbell's at almost every single Baylor football game, right? Like, he's still very active. He's still very engaged. I mean, I think it's so special. I mean, this magazine started in 1960, and to still have, you know, officially the the uh, first editor of the magazine, still editor-in-chief of the magazine uh, around, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Jerry Hill can't quite keep his pace, you know, on the Baylor Bear Insider <laughs> that some of us graduates get. I, I love Jerry. He's a great friend, but I, I – Dave, even like 10 or 15 years ago, was still writing about 100 inches of copy in that, in that Baylor Bear Insider. That's probably when you were in school, and it was unbelievable. He was still – it was probably 15 years ago or something like that, and, and Dave Campbell was still – I mean, he was churning it out. Uh, and yeah. uh, jur- yeah. journal, journalism students at Baylor for years and years, and even um, – I think his wife taught. Didn't she – did she – teach at some point at Baylor I don't know I was trying to remember my dad may have yeah, I, yeah I believe that you're right and actually one thing that I will mention is that you know up through again back back through the 2019 season when Baylor obviously uh, goes and wins 11 games Dave Campbell when he's going to these games he's not just going to watch he actually does sit down and write something every single week and he ends up sending it you know to the McLean's to the president of our company like uh, to, I believe he sends it to the athletic director and the head coach. Like he is writing still every single week that he's going to these games. And look, I mean, obviously uh, Mr. Campbell's getting up there. I believe 96 years old at this point. So, you know, we wow. don't publish everything, but we have published a couple of, uh, of the things that he's actually written, including after one day, you know, went to the big 12 championship game and all that. So, I mean, 
you know, Dave Campbell is still very much alive and well and uh, and doing his thing. But, uh, you know, 96 years old, it's crazy to still be living a life like that. All right. Now, can you tell me off the top of your head who the last Baylor cover was? Who was the last Baylor Bear to be on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine? Uh, I, I can tell you that. Uh, obviously, Bryce Petty and Antoine Goodley being on the cover with the former head coach, Art Riles. Oh, I didn't mean to bring up that. No, no, it's uh, that. Hey, that was the heyday. That was an unbelievable period of time. Really, Antoine Goodley. You remember he was still even a couple of years ago trying to make it like in one of those other pro leagues or whatever. But he was like to me, he was like a running back who who actually lined up at wide receiver. But I, I don't as far as like a physical specimen type person, um, Shahan, I. I don't recall anybody quite like uh, good. I mean, that that dude was flat out built, and I bet that's probably what Clemens reminded you of—a kind of a kind of a uh, Antoine uh, Goodley kind of guy. Yeah, no, no question about it. And look, I mean, the funny thing about it is that you look back. I mean, I believe it's been that long since we've had multiple players on the cover of the magazine, and so getting really? to go and do the shoots with uh, with four guys, you know, I mean that's. Because the last year we had Shane, the year before that, and we didn't get to do a photo shoot with Shane Michelle, by the way. But um, you know, the year before that, we have Sam. We have a couple of coaches. Like we're we're looking all the way back at 2014 as the last time that we had multiple players on the cover. So getting to work with them, getting to have them kind of hype each other up. I mean, that was a really cool opportunity for us. And I mean, you know as well as I do, right? Like it's it's hard to get time with these players to kind of build relationships and stuff. So it was really cool to kind of get to see them kind of do their thing and kind of learn some things about them. All right. And let our people know, uh, Shahan, sell a few magazines here. If they want to get that advanced copy, I, I saw like online, there was a way they could register and do that. What's the easiest way uh, people could, if they want to kind of get one sent to the house, how would they do that? Yeah, well, like you mentioned, I mean, we hit bookshelves in July, but the easiest way to do it is at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. You'll be able to subscribe right there. It's only, I, I believe it's $30. You get both this magazine and the upcoming winter recruiting edition. You also get unlimited access to the premium content on our website. Again, I, I think it's a really great deal. I can't believe we sell it for that little. And so, you know, it, it's a great opportunity to kind of get it early, be the first uh, to get it. If you do it by Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, we can guarantee that it's going to get there before it hits the bookshelf. So hurry up and uh, and go and do that, textfootball.com slash subscribe. All right, that's good. I usually try to con you into like just emailing your cover story to me, but uh, I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to continue or not. We have to keep those things uh, very secretive. But uh, Shahan uh, Jayaraja, great job as always, and uh, congratulations on the uh, on the cover, even if it is the Aggies. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. You bet. There he goes, Shahan Jayaraja, and. Um, does a really nice job for Dave Campbell. Texas football covered the Big 12. Came from Baylor. Baylor student loves the Bears, but uh, also does a nice job on uh, Sam Houston State, their run to the national title, a lot of other things as well. And so I encourage you to read him. Oh, oh, we got to get to it. We got the uh, – we have one of the directors over at the Texas State Hall of Fame. This is big time. We'll do that next. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. We'll have a 40% chance for some showers and thunderstorms this afternoon with chances for rain tapering off into the overnight. Lows tonight will reach 67 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, a better chance for some showers and thunderstorms with mostly cloudy skies and a high of 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5, 36, and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. You have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something? Then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. At Gutter Edge, they do the job right the first time. Gutter Edge features 5 and 6 inch seamless rain gutters in 36 different colors, and they can handle both residential and commercial jobs. Plus, they clean out gutters and offer leaf guard products. They offer prompt and courteous service throughout Central Texas, and your estimate is free. Gutter Edge is family owned and operated since 2019, where they say any job, big or small. Call Gutter Edge at 254 716 3659. That's 254 716 3659 for Gutter Edge. We get you. You're the kind of fan who watches a Rangers game and thinks, that bat would totally complete my dining room. Or maybe, I've got the perfect spot for that base. You're the reason we created the Authentic Store, a magical place where you can find your next prized baseball possession. Everything from game-used baseballs and bases to autographed photos and jerseys. And new items are always being added. Own a piece of the game at texasrangers.com slash authentics. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. One game in the NBA playoffs tonight. The Dallas Mavericks will try to close the series with the Clippers at home at the AAC. Tip is at 8 o'clock. MCC continues their run in the Junior College World Series in the championship game tonight. First pitch at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that game on Bob FM 104.9. Houston Astros hit the road tonight, heading to Toronto to face the Blue Jays. First pitch at 6.07. Texas Rangers got swept on their road trip of nine games. They come back home tonight to face the Tampa Bay Rays. Kyle Gibson on the bump for the Rangers. First pitch at 7.05, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Matt Mosley show, Garrett Ross alongside, local man, local uh, Central Texas guy. In fact, he knows some of these guys on this ballot. My goodness, this is a Texas Sports Hall of Fame. I've loved it ever since it was in Grand Prairie. Now it's in Waco, and we're fortunate to be joined by Jay Black, the uh, vice president of operations over there. And, uh, Jay, I, uh, I, got, I was sent this in an email the other day. And uh, th- this is sort of, uh, I mean, it is just kind of remarkable when you think of not only who's from Texas, but then some of these people that have had incredible careers in Texas. Uh, I, it, does, it, is the, does the ballot, each time y'all put one of these primary ballots out, does it, um, does it look like this? Because this one kind of blew me away. Well, uh, you know, I hate to brag, but they do usually look like this. I mean, I mean we're in <laughs> Texas, right? I mean... Yes. Golly, I mean, I tell people all the time, it, it's as hard to get in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame as, as any Hall of Fame, I think, in the country. Just because, I mean, we're, we're a Big Ten and we include all sports, and there's so many great athletes and coaches from this state. Uh, you know, it's a cliche, but I think it's an honor just to be nominated to be on the ballot. Yeah, I'm looking at it. NBA-wise, you got Ginobili. Well, Mavs fans won't like this, but these are great, great players. Tony Parker on there, and uh, and some of these, you know, Clayton Kershaw, obviously from Highland Park. Matthew Stafford from Highland Park. I mean, you could really have a nice little Highland Park group here uh, that you put together, Jay. What Give us, for, for folks that kind of uh, observe this, and we we'll always look forward to those ceremonies you guys have, what do you try to – pare it down to like if um uh sometimes like in the pro football hall of fame they'll expand it a little bit obviously they have the veterans committee that'll come put a few people in what is a uh give us a reminder on like how big is a typical class uh we usually induct eight uh, our bylaws allow us to go to 10 uh okay. but you know to, to keep the, the the banquet time to a manageable situation uh you know we, we like to put in eight uh this coming banquet in august on august 28th we're going to induct nine we uh because of the, the covid situation you know obviously we didn't have a banquet last year so we are actually going to combine the 2020 class and the the class of 2021 uh in august okay and um and we want to let folks know by the way that's a really cool event and obviously things are opening back up how are things over there? I mean, y- y'all had to, like everybody, I'm sure, were impacted in a huge way with COVID. Are we uh, everything back rolling again? I'm hoping you guys have a uh, wonderful summer because, my goodness, there's not a better place to go. Waco has great museums. But um, y'all, what y'all have done with kind of the living history, and, of course, I'm a child of the SWC. In fact, my dad played at Baylor in the late 60s. I can't get enough of that. I want to hear Frank Fallon's voice. I want to hear all those great, the legendary. Um, I mean, it, it, who was it? Kern Tips. I oh mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, the, the, y'all, y'all have preserved all this sort of oral history, and I guess that's been my favorite thing over the year. Jay is the not just to see it, but to but to hear things, and whether it be the the, the school songs or people, the that 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 to me might be the greatest thing about the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Southwest Conference. I don't know if you knew this. You know, we're the only museum in the country, as far as I'm aware of, that that has an exhibit and tries to tell the history of an entire athletic conference. You know, there's there's not a Big Ten museum. There's not a Pac-10 or Pac-12 museum. There's certainly not a Big 12 museum yet. So, uh, you know, even though the, the conference, you know, disbanded in 96, you know, for, for a large number of years before professional sports arrived in Texas in, in the 60s, uh, you know, Southwest Conference was the, the biggest the, the biggest show in Texas, and, and the Cotton Bowl was, was, was kind of the culmination of that every year. Yeah, it, it, it was, and I'm thinking of, like, Lindsay with that coat. I mean, the famous, um, you know, doing the Cotton Bowl. I think at one point maybe Summerall got involved in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, it's just been some amazing folks involved with it uh, over, over the years. Talking to Jay Black, the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, the, the vice president of operations over there. Go ahead, Garrett. Jay, what all goes into uh, becoming a qualifier uh, for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? Well, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty broad criteria. Our, our kind of overriding theme is that this person must have brought lasting fame and honor to Texas. So, you know, it's, it's purposely that broad because, you know, obviously native Texans are, are eligible, but people like Akeem Olajuwon, who was born in Nigeria but came and starred at the University of Houston and later with the Houston Rockets, you know, he, he, he obviously needs to be recognized. So, so, so that's why we kind of try and have a big tent and, and have broad criteria like that. Yeah, I got a question. You know, my longtime radio cohort was Randy Galloway in Dallas. We were on the air together for 10 years, and uh, he was my radio mentor, which, uh, which I don't know if I – I don't really brag on that. Uh, actually, he was great. But, we, uh, but fame and honor, Jay, I don't know. I don't know if that's the exact uh, wording – I think of when I think of Randy Galloway going into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, well, he, he's going in in a media division, and we're you know that was something we had scheduled in 2020. So we're working on a date next spring for that. But no, I, I remember <laughs> listening to Randy growing up on WBAP, the 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 great station up in Dallas, and and Randy served on this selection committee, by the way, for a number of years, and. And uh, okay. even even hosted a show or two down here while while he was serving on our committee. Oh man, that, that's uh, nah. He's he's uh, he's an icon, as you know, and uh, that's going to be so fun to uh, to see him in there. I think he was scared to get me involved because he knew it would uh, <laughs> turn into a roast. But um, it that'll be really that'll be really neat. What is that? Uh, since I'm really you know interested in that wing. The, how many members of that can you give me a ballpark figure like that are in that media hall of fame? I would think uh, I would think the esteemed Dave Campbell has probably been in that thing for about forty years now. Well, you're you're correct. Um, I think we we did that uh, down in Houston in the early two thousands, um, and you know that's got you know people like Dan Jenkins and uh, uh, you know Dave Campbell, of course and uh, people like that. But, you know, there's I think there were six or eight of those. So this is the second-ever class, and we're going to honor people like Eric Nadell, John McClain, Brad Sham, Randy Galloway, of course, uh, Danny Freeman, Bill Mercer, Frank Lieber. So, uh, you know, people, people always want to brag on the great athletes from Texas, but when you talk about the media and the sports writers and the broadcasters who have covered them, 
mean, it's it's an equally impressive group, I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what do you, are you still like acquiring things? You know, one of the things museums and art museums are always trying to get the next big exhibition or whatever. You'll have uh, obviously some incredible items there and things to see, especially in the high school wing. How do you go about that, Jay? Like making sure you're sort of still bringing in and staying fresh and all those kinds of things, especially during a pandemic. I, I would think the only thing about a pandemic, it would probably allow you to focus inward a little bit because you're not having, you weren't having people come through the, come through the, uh, the hall of fame. What, what do you do on that front? How are you constantly looking to add new things? Well, well we are in, uh, you know, recently Dave South, the, the, the great broadcaster and announcer from that's been associated with Texas A&M for years, um, donated his ring collection. Now we don't have that on exhibit yet, but that's on our, on our short list of things to get done here this year. But, um, you know, as far as rotating things and keeping keeping the exhibits fresh, you know, every time we have a new class of inductees, that that gives us a chance to collect things from 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 these athletes. So, so you know, that kind of forces forces a turnover. But you know, I, I just I just met a gentleman up at the front desk today who, who donated a couple pictures of Dennis Gentry, the great Baylor wide receiver. Uh, one of them was from I think the eighty. 80- one Cotton Bowl when Baylor played Alabama. It was kind of an action shot, pretty neat. And, you know, another one was a game against the University of Texas. So, yeah, it's a combination of us, you know, reaching out to, to people who are going to be inducted and then just people, you know, coming in the museum and say, hey, I've got this ticket in my closet or I've got this game ball that when my dad was a great player and he was awarded this ball. And, you know, a lot of people want to share it with us because they want people to see it. Yeah, I tell you, I'm I'm interested in that. Uh, my dad played at Elkhart, Texas, so any of that East Texas high school stuff interests me greatly. And uh, who was it? Ken Hall. I mean, there's just so many. You know, people argue who is the greatest ever in the state of Texas. Earl probably usually wins that uh, argument, but uh, uh, the man from what would that be? Jay Sugarland, Texas, or Sugar? The Sugarland Express. Ken Hall. Yeah, I mean. Whoa. You know, he played in the early 50s, but, you know, he, he still holds the, the career high school rushing record. I think it's, I think it's north of 11,000 yards or, or 10,000. <laughs> it's just a big number. But the, but the thing about that, that uh, Matt, that, that, that people don't realize, you know, he didn't play four quarters in a lot of those games because they were so far ahead. And uh, he played Class B, so, so they didn't go all the way 16 games deep like kids today that you know make it to a state championship game do so you know when you factor that in i mean it's, it's really amazing what he was able to do yeah i tell you i it's a uh, it's a, it's a neat place y'all do such a great job you got me now reminiscing think about dennis gentry playing in the same backfield with abercrombie and then of course they they line dennis up outside like you said put him in the slot or something but those two in the same backfield and then grant follows them up with Allen Rice and Alfred Anderson in the same backfield. And then those guys played together with the Minnesota Vikings. And, of course, uh, Gentry goes to the Bears and, um, and uh, Walter goes to the Steelers. I mean, that, those were – I mean, Jay, that's back-to-back uh, Baylor backfields. And, quite honestly, Texas had similar-type backfields along the time. I, I just don't – I think people that are about 45 and under maybe don't or 40 and under, let's say. The SWC 
the greatness, including Arkansas, um, oh. is um, is just kind of hard. It's hard for people to even understand how great it was. Well, I mean, for, for the most part, unlike today, the, the top talent in the state stayed in the Southwest Conference. I mean, you know, Oklahoma has always done well recruiting in Texas, but, but they were about the only ones that could get in here and pry schools away from, from the A&Ms and the Texas and the Baylor squads. And, you know, Coach Tab was able to just kind of reload. You know, he didn't have to rebuild every year. He was just kind of reloading with that talent. Yeah, yeah, and those guys, some of those guys like Alfred and Walter was right down the street. So it, it worked out. Uh, it worked out really well. Well, listen. Um, I hope this this goes so. Uh, this is going to be a fun ceremony. I hope it's packed because I think we're back with the vaccinations and everything. Everybody's doing well. Uh, can you tell us, Jay, how to uh, folks that maybe want to attend that ceremony? Do you still have some space available? Oh yeah, we we're going to be at the uh, base this year, the new Heart of Texas uh, facility that's open up on Bosky. You can go to our website, tshof.org, for more information or call the museum. And, uh, you know, we've got a great class. We've got a local legend, Derek Johnson, coming in. You talk about a well-rounded ballot for the class of 22. Well, this class we're going to induct is includes, you know, track stars like Leroy Burrell and Michelle Carter, uh, the great football player uh, Demarcus Ware, Charlie Waters. And then, you know, to cover basketball, we've got some of the greatest female basketball players that have ever hit a court in Teresa Witherspoon and Sophia Young. So we're, we're excited to, to get all these people together and have a big crowd, hopefully, in August. Okay, um, count me in, okay? I'm RSVPing right now, Jay, so you, right. can't, uh, you can't turn me down since we're live on the <laughs> air, all right? So go ahead and put me for like a plus one. Um, Done deal. Yeah, yeah, that's that'll be that'll be very exciting, and that'll be that'll get us all ramped up as we get ready for college football season in the NFL. Uh, Jay, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Love that Hall of Fame. And again, I've been going to it since I was a kid, growing up in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and then uh, of course when it moved to Waco, that even made it better. And uh, and it's just it's great to see you guys open and 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 uh, and doing business over there. Hey, thanks, Matt. Appreciate the opportunity. Y'all have a great weekend. There he goes, Jay Black, the uh, vice president of operations over there at Texas Sports Hall of Fame. All right, uh, Garrett Ross, Matt Mosley, we continue on a uh, Friday afternoon. I cannot believe it. We've made it, Garrett. We survived. We made it another week, yeah. Although, I don't know. We'll see if we could do one more segment. You never know. You never know what could happen. I think we can make it one more. Um Lots to catch you up on, including, man, one of my favorite stories, a young lady from Baylor, uh, for the Baylor golf team, is has been right there in the top 20 in the U.S. Women's Open uh, at, at Olympic. I think that's in at San Francisco. We'll uh, check in on that and then get you ready for tonight's closeout game. Mavs, Clippers at the AAC. We discuss next. Recently on the John Morris Show. Thought about this and told a couple people in the press box yesterday. People have asked, man, what's it like to do a national championship game? What's Mm -hmm. that like? And I said, it's great. I mean, there's nothing like that uh, professionally. said, but you know what? You've got to do a lot of Baylor Prairie View A&M games before you get to a national championship game. And then last night, I find myself sitting there doing Baylor and Prairie View A&M. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. 
in the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Have you heard about the new quesabira? That's right, quesabira. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Need a vacation? First Central Credit Union can help you make a splash with a home equity loan. Your home's equity can provide the cash flow you need. It's your choice. Use cash for home improvements, debt consolidation, a new vehicle, college expenses, a wedding, a dream vacation, a medical emergency, or any other unexpected or desired expense. Act now and enjoy no closing costs up to $75,000. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com for a quick local decision. Low subject to credit approval and some restrictions apply. Offer valid through June 30th. Member NCUA. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. If you're looking for the perfect truck, this is your sign to come to Freedom Country in Colleen and finally get the truck you've been dreaming of. The Ram 1500 is America's most awarded light-duty pickup. Freedom Country in Colleen is the dealership to save big and get a great deal on your new Ram. Freedom Country is two stores, one location, double the selection. You can find Rams, Dodges, Jeeps, Chryslers, and Fiats all in one convenient location. Visit the store or online at freedomcountry.com. Buy for less in Colleen at Freedom Country. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. One game in the NBA playoffs tonight. The Dallas Mavericks will try to close the series with the Clippers at home at the AAC. Tip is at 8 o'clock. MCC continues their run in the Junior College World Series in the championship game tonight. First pitch at 8 o'clock, and you can hear that game on Bob FM 104.9. Houston Astros hit the road tonight, heading to Toronto to face the Blue Jays. First pitch at 6.07. Texas Rangers got swept on their road trip of nine games. They come back home tonight to face the Tampa Bay Rays. Kyle Gibson on the bump for the Rangers. First pitch at 7.05. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your home for the Dallas Cowboys, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Well, I tell you, Central National Bank, thank you so much, Brian Fonville. Boy, he's responsible for a lot of these unbelievable graphics we have. 
I don't even know if I got the word to him, uh, Garrett, about uh, Shahan Jayaraja. I had him up. I think I. Oh, did you? Did you get that? Yeah. Good. Good for you. I appreciate that. I Central National Bank, such an incredible job. And uh, I also want to talk a little bit about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry. Now, that's a name. That's a name you need to know. Craig Cherry, he's been around Waco for uh, a long time because he and I were in law school together. The, he uh, decided to go ahead and finish his law degree and has done extremely well. What, a, what, a, uh, what an advocate. And it's a great new uh, law firm. Well, those guys have a lot of experience, but Craig joined up. And um, you can look him up at swclaw.com. Again, that's swclaw.com. We were just talking about the SWC. But this SWCC stands for Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry. I mean, if you've been in, in some kind of horrible accident, I mean, I had it happen to me on a bicycle. Uh, if you've had something happen, or, if, you know, if you're in some trouble and need somebody to help you, these they, he is a tireless advocate. I want to give you the number. It's 254-651-3690. That's 254-651-3690. And that is Craig D. Cherry. I've known him forever. I don't remember him, like, making me call him Craig D. Cherry, but now I see that all over the place, Craig D. Cherry. You should see these glasses he has, Garrett. This is a really uh, learned-type individual. All right, uh, we've got a lot to get to. Garrett, while I'm bringing up this, I do want us to look up here in a second and see how our friend's doing. Uh, Gerline Core from the Baylor golf team, Baylor women's golf team, has been hanging around the top 20 of the U.S. Women's Open. I mean, I, this story has grabbed my attention in a big way. All right, so um, let's let's keep our eye on that, and um, and it's, and then Garrett, we'll do some of these. We'll save some of this for Monday because I like all this. This is um, this is interesting. We've got uh, boy, this is uh, okay. I'm seeing this right now. We've got a lot of Leighton Vander Esch. We got some C.D. Lamb talking today, and I want to um, I want to talk a little bit about the Cowboys. They just had OTAs. Um, I think one of the big stories is going to be Leighton Vander Esch. They did not extend him. They did not pick up that last option. This is kind of a put-up-or-shut-up year for him. And he, uh, he, he got hurt a little bit the other day because people like he always gets hurt. But he made a great play. Then he got up, and he came back in at 11-on-11. So uh, I, I think this is – I want to hear – we'll save some of this C.D. Lamb and use that Monday. But I'm kind of excited about – hearing from Leighton Vander Esch. Can, can the fact that they brought in this Keanu Neal to play linebacker and they drafted Micah Parsons, is this going to hurt his confidence or is this going to make him uh, be the player they had hoped they drafted? What are they going to get this year from Leighton Vander Esch? And can he, will he make the team? I think so. I mean, surely. I think they need the um, – I, I think they need uh, – in, in, unless they get to training camp. And they have so much depth that there's an opportunity to possibly trade him for somebody. And I think there'll be some people that would be interested in that. Um, this is Leighton Vander Esch, and uh, he was talking yesterday. Cowboys were kind enough to send us this audio. This is Le- Leighton Vander Esch talking about playing hard every snap. I mean, I think I'm probably going to get hurt more if I'm not playing hard. So 
uh, if the ball's in there, I'm going to go get it. If it's on the ground, I'm going to go get it. Um, you're going to get the most out of me every snap, so I'm not going to use injuries as, as an excuse to play half-assed. Whoa, 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 Garrett, you didn't warn us. We had a we had an expletive come out there. My goodness, Leighton Vander Esch, he's, he has decided he's not going to half-A it. My, wow, all right. And then um, that Leighton Vander Esch, and this is very important because he's had the neck issues, and boy, they knew he had neck issues, and they still took him. Some some teams were scared to take him. This is Leighton Vander Esch on where he is physically right now. I feel great, best shape I feel like I've been in. Um, like I said, I was here the whole offseason training, lifting, running, um, doing all that, just trying to get better and put myself in position to be successful this year. And, and not that I didn't in the past years, but uh, it was just a bad, I think, just a bad string of luck for a little bit. And, and so I'm just uh, trying to do everything I can and control what I can control to go out there and have a great season. All right, all right. Because I mean, obviously, the the, the questions are going to come hot and heavy. What what do you think? They took a middle linebacker in the draft. I mean, it's not exactly the most encouraging thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I like I kind of like uh, Vander Esch's attitude. So that's good. Let's do um, – I, I want to hear one, a little bit from C.D. Lamb. I've, I've changed my mind here. C.D. <laughs> okay. Lamb is uh, – is that okay? Can Absolutely. you get to that? Yeah. Okay, Garrett. I, I, um, one of the things that's been going on in these OTAs is people are gushing over the way C.D. Lamb looks. Not, not, as, not as, like, it, it's just his, the, the route running and the catches, and there seems to be sort of a beast mode type of feeling associated with C.D. Lamb. Um, so I want to hear this one thing where he talks about uh, the areas he's most uh, improved in. As of right now, I'm definitely uh, learning learning and perfecting my craft as far as getting my routes again and just being in a being doing a lot more studying I feel like that, that that's helped me a lot you know to kind of learn my opponent learn the defense learning how they're playing I like that I like that uh preparing doing all that um and then uh also let's hear CD Lamb talking about the benefits of OTAs I'm actually, I wish I did have an OTA uh, last year. This is definitely a lot more helpful, you know, learning plays, uh, just seeing the guys just move around. And uh, I feel like the OTAs for the rookies has definitely helped a lot. I feel like a rookie just because it's my first OTA I'm going through. All right, but he, apparently he's not looking like one, making every catch in the world, going up over defenders, uh, one-handed stuff. I mean, this is... Uh, this this will be the year, hopefully, C.D. Lamb breaks out. There were some catches he needed to make that he didn't make last season, okay? That's going to happen to rookies. He had some really good games as well. But uh, they think he's going to take a huge step. And, uh, and you know, with Gallup and with Amari, um, it's, uh, this is, a, this is a, a receiving core that should be among the best in the NFL. There's no excuse why they shouldn't. And, and it's a crowded room. I mean, they just keep bringing people in. I think there's a young man, maybe went to Boise State, named Cedric Wilson, who's part of this thing. And, he, you know, I don't know if he's the fifth or sixth wide receiver. Garrett, who would be the fourth wide receiver on this team? I just named the top three. Is Cedric Wilson the, four, the number four wide receiver? Or is it um, 
God, they got some guy from Ohio State's kept hanging around all these years. Is there anybody that comes to mind that I'm not thinking about? I think Wilson would probably be the one. Uh, he, to me, I think he's definitely the one that's going to have to step up and be the fourth one. The fourth wide receiver. Yeah. You know, we don't want to get into too much fourth and fifth wide receiver talk here. That's always one you want to stay yeah, away avoid from that. In, in radio if you can. Um, also, we have tonight the, the Mavericks, and there, it's no team has won yet at home. Uh, it was suggested by someone we had on yesterday that they should stay in a hotel, that they should have stayed in a hotel last night to almost kind of pretend they were on the road. I don't know. It's hard to say why the Mavericks – uh, as Eddie Sefko pointed out, they've never been a particularly great home team, although it's loud at the AAC. It's a good crowd, good home crowd. They just It's never been the greatest home court advantage for whatever reason. It used to be at Reunion. When they got good at Reunion in the mid to late 80s, holy cow, 87, 88. They get to the Western Conference Finals. They take the Lakers to Game 7. That's magic. That's worthy. That's all those guys. Big Smooth, I think, was playing for them at the time. Um, and they just couldn't quite get it done. And then Roy Tarpley uh, got involved with some the white powder and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. But tonight, uh, you're going you're gonna to see an epic battle of a team led by two proud warriors from the Clippers. I don't know how proud a warrior actually <sighs> Paul George is. I don't think what, he is. Kawhi is proud. But, but, well, I don't know. I mean, this is one of those games that Paul – I there's – Paul George could show up tonight and go for 35. He totally could. Man, the he man hasn't shown up threes. since he was in Indiana. I don't know if that's totally fair. <clears throat> he's he's obviously had great regular seasons. I think playoff P, he, he made the mistake of calling himself that. And now that you know he's made fun of for that very reason, um, I would say in that last win they had in Dallas, the, both the wins, I thought play, playoff P was there. And, and he showed up. I think Kawhi is who they ride. But it doesn't matter how much Kawhi has if no one else helps him. And that's why I would say in these kind of series, much like we used to do with LeBron and Dwayne Wade, you look at this supporting cast. Who is going to give them help? Could it be Morris? Maybe. I mean, I, I like the strategy of letting Rondo just take three after three. You want that man shooting. Um, I'm amazed you get into these playoff series and players just disappear. What for the for the Mavericks, that's Josh Richardson. This guy was a starter most of the season. Josh Richardson has disappeared. He played five minutes the other night. Jalen Brunson played ten minutes. Um, you know who's disappeared for the Clippers, Garrett? Who's that? Luke Kennard. Did you even remember that he played for the Clippers? I did not, honestly. The man's a shooter. He's a flat-out – I mean, he's a former Duke player, and the guy can flat-out shoot the three, and he can't even get on the court in this series. I'm going to need somebody hey. to step up and help Luca tonight. That's what I'm going to need. Well, I'll tell you, that's either that's either Hardaway Jr., um, Brunson off the bench. I mean, it, it really – his 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 sidekick has to be Hardaway Jr. I mean, they go as far as – you know, what's weird is Burke helped him so much in the bubble, and he has not gotten into this series at all. Um, I, you're, you're right, though. I mean, whether it be Kleba, whether it be Hardaway Jr., 
I mean, somebody else has to be knocking down shots. Who am I missing? Well, you brought Kristaps over, and he's supposed to be the number two, and he's – I mean, know. he'll show up for like one game and disappear I, I, for like three in a row. You might as well bring your child to the game. Just Pretty stick much. him over in the corner and let him – and occasionally, I will say, that height at 7'3 can occasionally protect the rim. Let the man stand down there with Boban and cut off some of those drives to the rim. It kind of worked. It kind of worked. They had that 25-5 run is what did it. Okay, Garrett, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. We cannot go one minute longer. It's been a great week. We appreciate all our fine guests and appreciate you, Garrett. Great work. Thank you. And then uh, uh, Tom Barfield of Game Time fame will we'll get us next. Um, what do you have planned today, uh, Garrett? What can you tell us? Well, lots of baseball. So you'll have Hubbard baseball coach Jordan Grimm join us at 415 as they get ready for their uh, state championship game. You'll have David Anderson, the head coach of Bosqueville. They got a nice shutout win over Lindsay last night to advance to the state title game. Uh, you'll have the Ranger Roundup. MCC head coach Mitch Thompson will join us at 5, talk about the that big win over Crowder and look ahead for the opportunity to bring home a national championship. Uh, then we'll let you hear from Mike McCarthy as well around 515. Goodness. Man, you were hiding that McCarthy from me. All right, Garrett, take it <laughs> easy. Y'all have a good weekend. You too, Mosley, Matt. out.